love you, Chloe. I love you, Daddy. FIT with the Z. Time to get my fits on. Who's better than you? Nobody. What is up, Fitz? Everybody, Fitz happens. Time to get your fits on. And there goes the last DJ. FIT with the Z. Who plays what he wants to play? This is the Fitz show. He says what he wants to say. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, people everywhere, lovers of the world, presenting the one, the only, F-I-T with a Z, player. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Let me be the first to welcome you to our professional broadcast. Fridays, we bring the weekend to you by doing this. We weekend starts here. This is The Fit Show. To all our veterans, thank you for your service. It's a really important day to honor. I just want to say a sincere thank you. Welcome to the weekend. It's the fix. Yeah. On this Veterans Day. Thank the soldiers for protecting our freedom. Thank you for your service. Have a wonderful Veterans Day. Your heads up. We love you guys. Veterans Day weekend. Veterans Day. All veterans. Today, we pause. Pause as a nation. To honor those who have rendered the highest service. And I thank our veterans. Thank you. This is The Fit Show. What is up, Fit? It's The Fit Show. Thank you so much. Hey guys, Merrick Church, happy Veterans Day. Far, we've been traveling far. The Veterans Day Weekend Edition. Without a home. A flush the format, you guys. Not without a star. That's right, I broke out the kneel today. The fit what is up, Fitz? On this Veterans Day, take a better. It's because of you guys. We salute you. Every one of you. You got to put some fits in it. I'm an all-American country boy. I'm a daddy's spitting image and my mama's pride and joy. There ain't nothing down home that I really don't enjoy. November and every day. Thank you all, veterans, for all you do. Happy Veterans Day.
appreciate you every day. You really are appreciated. In this Troop Salute edition of Flush, the format was made in America. Fitz happens live. And now, here's my daddy. It's time for your Why Are You Kidding Me? Stories of the Day. Mm-hmm. I begin now with a story out of Alabama. Directions for life. There's a man in Alabama who turned his Popeye's chicken sandwich dinner into a black tie affair. <laughs> he sat at the dining room table, complete with china, silverware, and a tuxedo, and mm. then he took a bite. I have exclusive What Are You Kidding Me audio. After all of the rage about the Popeye's chicken sandwich, we finally get a chance to get one tonight. And since it's such an auspicious occasion, <laughs> we decided to make it a black tie affair. <laughs> so we are now going to dine on this sandwich <laughs> and to see if all of the acclaim justifies the fame. How is it? Damn, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) There's something about that chicken that's just making people go crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, let's go to page two. What are you kidding me? Out of New Zealand, disrespectful? There's a lot of little young punks who think they could disrespect older folks. I I mean, I just don't know what's going on with that lately, but this 25-year-old politician in New Zealand named Chloe Swalbrick, was giving a speech on climate change in Parliament this week, and when an older colleague heckled her, she shot back with the brand-new phrase millennials are using to mock baby boomers, and that's, okay, boomer. Yeah. Dang, on the floor of Parliament? New Zealand? Yeah, it's yes. disrespectful. It's not Good even just her. an American thing? It's everywhere. Okay, boomer. Good for her. Okay, boomer. I think that's rude. No, I mean, I don't know. She was getting interrupted. Yeah, she was getting heckled. Yeah, the guy was trying to make fun of her. She said, "Okay, boomer," and then all of a sudden he got super angry. Let's go to the tape. My generation and the generations after me do not have that luxury. In the year 2050, I will be 56 years old. Yet, right now, the average age of this 52nd Parliament is 49 years old. Okay, Boomer. Uh, current political. <laughs> <laughs> yes! oh, I love her. I love her. Oh. Yes! By the way, the average age of the Parliament's 49. Mm-hmm. That's young. That's pretty very young, young. Pretty young Parliament. Yeah. All right, there you go. You got the. What are you kidding me? Stories of the day. Fit happens like. You're listening to The Fitz Show. Fitz happens live. All right, what's up? Welcome to The Fitz Show. And uh, Drew is here, Claire and Ryder the Youngin, getting ready to chat about some movies coming out this weekend. We do it every Friday with Ticket or Skip It. How many movies we got this weekend? Four movies. We're into the season. Okay, movie number one. Dr. Sleep. Interesting title. This is the follow-up to The Shining many, many, many years later. And yes, this was written by Stephen King, just like The Shining. Kind of surprising. This is Hollywood saying we don't know how to create new movies, so we're just going to get old movies and, and do sequels. Well, that's what this is. It's a Stephen King sequel, so I, I, I can get behind it. It's really good. It is so, so good. Uh, I, I'm not going to say it's as good as the original Shining, but it's 
one of the best movies I've seen in the world. Can I ask you something? This yeah. is this is my big thing. Is this an actual book? Is Doctor Sleep a book, or is this just it something is. that he's continued off of The Shining? This is its actual. It's its own book, okay. and it is a continuation of The, of okay. the Shining. It's is the little uh, red rum, red rum kid in it? Yes. Yeah, so Danny oh. Torrance, now Dan, adult Dan Torrance, Dan uh, is living a life. You know, he's kind of tortured by his past, by the crazy events that happened to him, uh, and the the fact that he carries The Shining with him. You know, he can right. do all that stuff, hear the thoughts, all that stuff. What about uh, Jack Nicholson? Is he in it? No, he died in the first one. Oh, Jack did not. They should have brought Jack him back. You should have brought him back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, name of the movie: Doctor Sleep. Ticket or skip it. Ticket. Movie number two. So good. Uh, Last Christmas, your first real big rom com Christmas movie. Fitz, you're gonna love this because it stars Amelia Clark, the Mother <gasps> of Dragons. Mother oh my Dragon! god, the Mother of Dragons. Yes, and she's she's doing rom coms now. Well, she's done a few with yeah, mixed success, but this one she plays a woman who's kind of burned out on the whole thing. She's burned out on the spirit. She doesn't have it. But she takes a job as a Christmas elf She's, at a department oh, store. Great. Wait, is oh, this a sure. Hallmark movie? It feels very Hallmark, That's but what I it's thought, good. Claire. It's good. You guys will love it. You know what? I mean, I just don't know if I see the Mother of Dragons just, you know, decided to work as an elf at a retail you, store. You've got to put Mother of Dragons behind you. This Who plays Amelia the man? Clark, not yeah. that it matters. The man? Uh, yeah. It's a guy you're not really going to know. Cal Drago. That's, that's kind of what I thought. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not <laughs> a guy Drago you'll recognize in American audiences. Yeah, all right. My son and moon. Yeah, it's one you of those movies. Stars. You are my sun and stars. Is this like <laughs> How to Lose a Guy in Ten Elves or something? <laughs> it's directed by Paul Feig. He makes really great stuff. All right, All right name yeah. of the movie. Last Christmas. Take it or skip it. Take it. Movie number three. Midway. This I was so excited for this. I love good old-fashioned World War II you know, action pieces. What I found interesting about this is that it's basically a Chinese movie. And I didn't know that going into it. It's a Chinese production. So they take this this Battle of Midway, which is one of the most pivotal battles uh, for America in World War II, is where we turn the tide. Why are they telling our story? That's interesting, because Chinese uh, film studios are making a lot of money now. They're putting a lot of money out. So because it's a Chinese studio telling the story of the Americans versus the Japanese, which China has been at different times in history at war with both of us. I was going to say. Really? Well, yeah. there's a pretty big trade war going on right now, Right too. now, we're at war with them. Back then, Japan was at war with them. And right. they were not friends. So uh, it's very interesting to see their third-party take on this. It's not like a superhero go America movie, yeah. but it's not anti-American either. It's it's really at the end you almost feel like it's a little bit anti-war. Like it's like this is so futile. Is it the in whole English? Thing. Is it's, it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all English actors. <laughs> okay. It's all in English. Yeah. Well, you it, hope it is. It's a bunch of names. It's well, got guys it like a Chinese movie. I thought maybe it was a Mandarin. Woody Harrelson, <laughs> Patrick Wilson. Oh, it's like Kung Fu Hustle. No. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not I like wish. that. Okay. Name of the movie. Midway. Take it or skip it. Take it. And our final movie. Playing with Fire. This is the one you're going to be harassed to take the kids to. John Cena, Judy Greer, oh, right. uh, Keegan-Michael Key. Fireman. It's a fireman movie. Yeah. And I look, maybe I've lost my ability to see a movie from childlike eyes because yeah, this you is know ridiculous. What? I've gotten a lot of complaints about that with you. You know, you're always dissing any movie that involves family movies no. or whatever. And those are always the number one movies every single time. When the animated movies you're are always good, wrong on those. I love look, that Arctic Dogs junk that came out a couple weeks ago. My kids are gonna love the, failed my, in the box office. They're gonna love Arctic Dog. It failed in the box office, I told you. It's no, it not did not. The it's coming out this weekend. No, it came out last week and it was terrible. You don't know Arctic Dog. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> Playing With Fire, likewise terrible. Your little ones will probably laugh at it, but the, as the adults, your eyes are going to roll so hard they're going to yeah. pop out of your head. All right, name of the movie. Playing With Fire. Ticket or skip it? Skip it. You get one pick of the week. What is it? Really? Doctor Sleep's the best movie of the week. That will not win the box office. It will not. It could. Doctor Sleep will not win the box office. I'm just saying it's the best movie. I'm not picking box yeah. office. I'm picking I know, the but best now movie. you're getting too critic-y. But I just no, want you to tell us about the best movie. movie. But Obi-Wan Kenobi is in it. 
Don't be a critic. Tell us about the best movies. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, when we started this with Drew, and we started sending him to the free movies, I said, I don't want you to become the movie critic. I want you to tell us what the movie's about, if it's good or not, take it or skip it. And now I'm sitting here watching him evolve into this. Like he, He'll start talking about the streamlined story arc and stuff. I'm like... Nobody I wants to hear that. about the story arc. I just said, what's Tell the best us what movie? the movie's about and You're, if it's good. You wanted to know whether it's worth dropping 50 yeah. bucks on or not. That's correct. Right. That's yeah. it. Okay. And Playing With Fire is not worth that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. You're welcome. <laughs> Follow Drew on his Instagram at Critical Drew. And when it comes to movies, always do Drew. <laughs> it's the Fit Show. It's Choose Your News. It's Choose Your News. Everyone on the show is about to pick a headline that we think you need to know today. It's Choose Your News. You know that obnoxious office mate? Just think about it. Whoever that is for you, I'm sure everybody has the obnoxious office person in the building. That individual may be depriving you of sleep, ruining your life. If you have like somebody who just annoys you, period, during the day, you're more likely to have difficulty falling asleep and wake up multiple times during the night. Yeah. So they're saying the stress of having this person. That's right. Up, like maybe you're waking yes. up early because you're thinking, oh, I got to go see Frank. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that how you feel about me, Drew? Well, is your name Frank? <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe no, actually, I, could... I sleep like a baby. That's my yeah. greatest. That's my second greatest superpower. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, what's, what's, the, your what's your first greatest superpower? If my you first... say because you never get sick, it's no, no, coming. No, no, no. My first greatest superpower is the worst one to have. And it's an exceptional sense of smell. <laughs> it's the worst superpower in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drew, you're one of a kind. I don't know, Drew. Uh, several months ago, Drew or he, Drew used to say, my greatest superpower is, he goes, I never get sick. He goes, I never get sick. And straight up one day on the air, I, uh, I, I cursed him. This is when we were between, mm-hmm. when we left the other place and right. we were still, you right. know, I built a studio in my house and you were coming over and we right. were doing the show then. And so I said, hey, dude, I curse you. I curse you for saying that you never get sick. Claire, three days later, his gallbladder exploded. I love how that date moves around. Boom. But what I said is I don't get the Boom. flu. Gallbladder is totally different. You don't is get it? gallbladder His gallbladder from the blew right. up. Exploded. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, so so now he never says I don't get sick anymore. Still haven't gotten the flu, though. Oh. <laughs> and yet you got a flu shot. Okay. Well, you guys tricked me into that. <laughs> we didn't so anyway. trick you. Well, you just sat down and got it because the nurse was cute. <laughs> well, okay. There's that. <laughs> So whoever uh, that obnoxious office person is for you, I mean, just try to avoid them, I guess. Yeah. You know? You can't. They always find you. They do find That's you. That's the problem. That's why they're obnoxious. You. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Taking your stapler and all that. When we leave, uh, like when I leave the station and stuff, Ryder the Youngin, and I'm not kidding, we literally have to like pull a ninja and sneak out <laughs> or we get caught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we get bad. caught. Anyway, Drew, over to you. Choose your news. Well, uh, you know, I really don't feel good about Black Friday shopping. I think that should be a day, the day right after Thanksgiving should be a holiday time spent with family, relaxing. It's it's one of the few days off you get on that Friday. Uh, but a lot of stores are coming to your rescue by opening up their Black Friday sales this week. Target amongst them. Yeah. They're announcing all their sales. Oh. They're kicking off Black Friday now. And before you think it's... You know, those stores looking out for you, it's really not. The reason Black Friday sales are starting early is that this year, because Thanksgiving falls at the very end Mm -hmm. of the month, they're saying the Christmas shopping season is actually one week shorter. It's only three weeks this year. So they're actually doing themselves a solid by adding some more time to it. But you know what? It means you can shop in peace. You can take a little more time, get it done, and still get those great deals. Isn't it actually their way to compete with 
uh, online retailers as well. That's like open up the stores yeah. a little bit earlier. Yeah. So they, they have yeah. less time in the stores. Online retailers have all year. All right, Claire, what's up? Choose your news. Drew, I'm about to solve Christmas for pretty much everyone. We all know, and you never have to leave your home. I bet you can Amazon this bad boy to everybody. There is a new version of the classic board game Clue, and it's set oh. with The Office. <gasps> <gasps> What? The dead guy? Someone has killed Toby from HR. <laughs> Are you kidding? And yes. everyone else from the from the office has to figure out who did it. You know Michael Scott killed Toby. Oh, you sure he did. I'm sure. <laughs> I that thought Toby was the Scranton Strangler. Here's the thing. He is. Michael is the investigator and all the other gang, oh. Jim, Pam, Dwight, uh, Angela, Stanley, and Andy, of all people, have to figure out who killed him. Uh, the rooms are different rooms from the office, and the weapons are all custom, like the, Dun- the Dundee trophy, <laughs> the bicycle chain, the nunchucks, the world's best boss uh, coffee mug, and of course my favorite, the rabid bat. Oh, yes! <laughs> yes. It's got to be Dwight or Michael. Hang on, Michael, did you do it? No! Gosh! <laughs> no! Gosh! Please, no! No! All right. Right or the young and choose your news. Well, uh, you know, I've never been a big fan of Legos. It was nothing against Lego. I just wasn't good at building them. But now... I think I might get into them because they're celebrating the 30th anniversary of 1989 Batman, and they are doing the biggest Batmobile known to date. Over 3,330 pieces. It comes with the Jack Nicholson Joker, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman, and uh, whoever was the love interest on that one, Vicki Vale. I don't remember who, who played her. But anyways, this thing is huge. Like, so if you want to see Vicky it, Vail. everybody, g- get out of your mom's basements and go take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. You guys can go over to my mom's basement and check it out. It's Lego. How are they going to make it look like Michael Keaton? I, it's a little Lego. It's just Michael Keaton's. All it's right. his style of costume. But the Batmobile is like the size of my thigh. It's huge. All right. There you go, you guys. Choose your news for Friday, November 8th, 2019. This is the Fit Show. Fit happens live. It is National Men Cook Dinner Day. The issue is, what about men who really have no idea how to cook? I mean, and, and, and I'm one of them. I admit it. I, Drew, you brought up something. I think in a way you're trying to hurt my feelings, but honestly, you made a comment the other day. You said, Fitz, you said, did your mom do a lot of things for you when you were a kid, mm-hmm. even into high school, maybe even some college? And yes, she did. My mom took care of me a lot, and, and I never really learned how to do that stuff. Sometimes taking and then maybe care of someone is taking bad care of them in a way because you're not preparing them benefit themselves. The mother lion doesn't just deliver all the food to her cub. She teaches her cub how to hunt and fight. I feel like you're insulting my mother. No, I wasn't. I was just saying. The mother lion is a wonderful woman who took care of her cub. In he many talk. ways, she just didn't teach him how to cook. <laughs> no, but she, she made sure he got married off to another mama lion. Yeah, there you go. So in a way, that worked out the same. Yeah. Drew, you're a cook. What are you going to be cooking for National Men Cook Dinner Day. I are you going to do that? Yeah, I, hope you I do am. It. I am. I, well, it's National Men Cook Dinner Day every day at my house because I'm, <laughs> I'm the primary cook in the house. Uh, yeah, mostly because I have a passion for cooking. Yeah, Jill could eat the same thing every day and be fine with it. I tell her she eats like the dog, you know, because they both eat the same thing every day and are fine with <laughs> you it. You did not say those words. Oh, I said those exact friend. words. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is an insult. So what's, the dog's sweet and lovely. What, what, uh, what's going to be on the menu tonight? Since you never, since you Apparently, never apparently kibble. Yeah, no kibble. You know what? I think tonight. Since you never post on social media, we're making you tonight do your video of what you will be oh. preparing for National Men Cook Dinner. Day. How Good about idea. a beautiful? Well, I'm torn. I could either do a spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Which I like, but that takes a lot more time to yeah. make my sauce right. So how about I do a beautiful meatloaf? Yeah. Meatloaf is I so love good. meatloaf. I make a great meatloaf. Oh, oh yeah. I've heard oh, of it. Secret ingredient? Yeah. Best meatloaf, I've, carrots. Be- best meatloaf I've ever had. 
My wife makes the best meatloaf. I'll put that, but I didn't know you make a good meatloaf. I make meatloaf. a good meatloaf. Yeah, oh, it's very good. Wow. One time we went out to lunch and he was actually telling somebody else that works here exactly how to, all the tips and tricks on how to make a meatloaf perfectly. Mm, I don't know if I'm going to let you mess with the meatloaf. I meatloaf, them. you know what? Meatloaf is a personal experience. I would it never is. dare to challenge your meatloaf because meatloaf is something that you, you kind of personally love your meatloaf the way Ooh. you like That's it. Right. And you mm. can't cross meatloaf lines. Will you nope. share <laughs> will you share your meatloaf uh, recipe and experience uh, you know this evening? Yeah, let me do that. I hey, have to Ma, actually, where's the meatloaf? Meatloaf, Ma! I have to write it down because I, I do it all from memory, so mm. I don't think I've ever written down my Somebody says, Hey Fitz, my redneck man makes the best hamburger helper ever. Yes. Oh, yeah, he does. Beef stroganoff for days. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Somebody says, Fitz, my man makes the best clean dishes. He doesn't cook at all, he cleans. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Uh, that's cool. Remind your man. Today's the day. National Men Cook Dinner Day. Should I try to do something even though I have no idea? Yes. Yeah. Good. I say we get it on film, and then we have you making dinner yeah. and Drew making dinner at the same time, and it cuts back and forth. <laughs> we sure, like we could get that done. Yeah, right. We're still trying to figure out how to get our video- videos posted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! The reality check is on. It's time to get real. It's real. For real. For real. Like for real. The reality check. This is The Fit Show. Welcome to Friday. If you have a moment, go to Instagram. Follow me real quick. Give me a follow. Let's be digital friends forever. Follow Fitz on the gram. Getting ready for the gossip in moments. Claire, what's on the way? There's a new movie coming starring an actor that's been dead for 60 years. <gasps> what dead actor do these producers think is better than any living actor? Shakespeare. Did he bring somebody back with the, with DNA? No. 23 and Me. No. Oh, Okay. Right, details in just a moment. Drew is standing by with the Friday reality check. There's more than a little bit of history of uh, vote fraud in our state. At a school in Alaska, anyone with unpaid parking tickets can pay them down by donating peanut butter and jelly to a local food bank. Now that's interesting, Drew. How about that? So at the University of Alaska Anchorage campus, they've now given students the option to pay the cost of their parking tickets with PB&J. So... Mm. You know, it can be tough to be a college student. Um, so this helps not only the college students who, who may be struggling to make ends meet. They're trying to eat as well. So let's give, So they have to give up their own food. Right. But the cost of peanut butter and jelly, you know, some bread and some, yeah. some peanut butter and some preserves or jelly, whatever, going to the food bank is probably cheaper than paying a, you know, a 50 or or $100 parking ticket. Right. Yeah. And this way they're putting that right into the local food bank and they're helping people out in the Ooh, area. I just think good. that's a really that's awesome. That's a great thing. idea. Yeah. yeah, genius. I do love a good PB&J, don't you? Yep. Absolutely. Peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time. Where you at? No. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so it's not a free ticket to get away with it. So here, here's the breakdown. It says two 16-ounce jars give you a $10 credit. Three jars gives you a $35 credit, and five jars is a $60 credit. So it's mm. not just like throw some peanut butter their way and, and get off all your tickets. You have to actually put something yeah. in that they can really use, and you have to give enough that it makes a difference. Hey, Drew, do you want a jam? I would love to Hey, jam. Drew, are you ready for that jelly? I'm not ready for the <laughs> jelly. All right. Well, thank you for that. There you go. You got the Friday reality check. It happens live. The good, the bad, and the gossip. These are the Fist Files. 
James Dean was one of the hottest actors of all time, and he died at his peak in a terrible car crash in 1962. And he's just been cast in a new movie about the Vietnam War, which happened after he died. The movie is called Finding Jack. The producers say they searched high and low for every actor in Hollywood, and James Dean was the best actor for the job. He will appear via full-body CGI and archival footage, and another actor will do his voice. This is just weird. How does the family of James Dean feel about this? They're fine. They took the check. They got permission from his family. They feel like it's payday. Yep. The problem is other actors, Chris Evans, Elijah Wood, several actors are voicing are just, it's wrong. Now, for two reasons. Number one, you are taking a job away from someone who's alive. But number two, you're assuming he'd want this role, right? Yeah. You can't speak for somebody who's dead. That's terrible. But if he's gone and his family says you could do it, I know it. They could do it. They own his image. Yeah. So, so he passed away in sixty-two. In the, I yeah, sixty-two. Think. Yeah. This must be like his grandchildren collecting the money that or something. Must be. To be. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know they had any kids. It must be someone it's else. It's probably his up, nieces and nephews. I just think uh, enough with the people who passed away. Like you know, let's let let them go to let, let them rest. Yeah. Yes. Enough with that freaky hologram stuff. Like apparently right? Whitney Houston's about to go on tour and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's funny that they said there's nobody else that could possibly do this role of a Vietnam person yeah. in, during the war. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Chris Evans would actually probably be perfect. There's a million actors <laughs> well, that Plus, would be how perfect. do we know he could do it? He wasn't right. alive then. Yeah, yeah, right? Well, speaking of someone else who might be looking for a job, someday, I'm not saying soon, but the president is apparently lining up his next gig for whenever he is done leading the country. Sources say President Trump and Apprentice creator Mark Burnett are so close friends, they speak often, and they sometimes pitch each other ideas for after Trump leaves the White House. Including, and I'm not making this up, a program called The Apprentice, The White House, (laughs) where he will apparently bring his skills as a leader and kingmaker and decide who would or would not be appropriate to work for our country. All right. When's that start? Uh, It's still still in the (laughs) talking phase. I I think there could be. be Is that why you're asking? No, I'm thinking. Oh yeah, of course I'd love to try to I'm be on it. Whatever, watch of course. It is what I'm thinking. I think yeah. Mark and Mark Burnett is up there with James Dean's family going ka-ching. I also wonder though, Claire, how many like cameras have really uh-huh. been rolling? Let's say these past three, four years. Oh, a million. Like, what reality show are we going to see after all this is done? Like, mm. you know what I mean? I uh, I've always I wonder been wondering if that's that. Even... I've wondered that oh. too. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah. Well, I don't that. know if they can because of security concerns. I don't think they can be rolling tape. Well, also, yeah. you know, remember what happened with Nixon rolling tape all the time. So it may not be, be it may not have been in his best interest. Roll but, the tape! However, mm. I agree with you. I think there are probably parts of the president's life that he is documenting for something like this. Yeah. And that would that would be all right. Uh, and HBO has a great idea for college students or anybody else who lives with a bunch of roommates. They are giving away giant cardboard boxes called the HBO box so that you can sit inside them and not be bothered by other people wanting to see what you're streaming. The HBO box is black. It has holes so you can breathe. And it has a shelf to hold your streaming device. So we're we're hiding in our homes now, but now we're going to be inside of our homes with boxes over our heads. That's right. Oh my God. This is weird because... South Park did this. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> it was I did the Buddha this when box. my parents got a new refrigerator I when I was six years old. <laughs> Everyone did this. They called this the Buddha box where you would put it on. That way you could be on your phone. Nobody and have your little you. privacy. That's so weird. What's wrong with going to your room or your bedroom? Well, they're saying now you got to put a box over your head. <laughs> in a dorm room, you got like, the kid next door to you. Yeah. Right. You've got like nine people in a room. There you go. You've got the good, the bad, and the gossip. You've got the Fitz Files. Fitz happens. Live. Live. Fitz happens. Live. 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 
playlist profiling is on. Can we decode everything about your life and learn everything about you based off of three songs from your personal playlist? We have a mystery caller on hold right now. We do not know anything about them. And we're going to profile our mystery caller, again, based off of three songs from their playlist. I do want to emphasize that the cast members will know nothing about the caller. Absolutely nothing. We're going to attempt to guess their gender, their age, what they drive, their profession. Are they single or married? And how many kids based off of three songs from their playlist? And after we make our profiling guesses, we're going to reveal the identity of our mystery caller and see who came closest to profiling them. Everybody ready? Yep. Ready. Ready to go. Yes, do it. Song number one, Elvis Presley. Heartbreak Hotel. Well, oh. since my baby left me, well, I found nice. a new place to dwell. Well, it's down at the end of Lonely Street, that Heartbreak Hotel, where I'll be. I'll be just a lonely baby. Well, I'm so lonely. I'll be just a lonely. I could die. All right, song number two Blake Shelton, Boys Round Here. All right, song number three, Imagine Dragons, Believer. Well, I can tell you what, uh, I have this individual figured out. I got this person nailed. They were trying to, uh, to fool us. Hmm. But... This is straight up a guy. At first, I was thinking that this is a this is a woman trying to throw a lot of male songs my way, but um, this is a guy. He is twenty nine years old. He's a young guy. He's one of those guys, one of those millennials who like some of the classics, like Elvis. You know, that's kind of like a millennial thing right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Everybody, I didn't know that. <laughs> man, you know you like Elvis. I do love Elvis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> This 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 young man, 29-year-old, drives a Toyota Corolla, and he, he works at Men's Warehouse, schedules your like appointments to get measured and stuff. Sure. This dude is definitely single, zero children. That is an accurate profile. Drew, what say you? Ooh, one of us has to score here. Okay, I've got female. She's 32. She drives an Audi A4. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah. Why do you think she's a female? Uh, I, need, I need to get more into your profiling mind. Well, see, boys around here sounds like it's a song for the dudes, but it's really a sound, song for the ladies. They're talking about the boys around here. It's like the ladies talking about the boys. You know, what do we well, like about the boys? I mean, very, yeah, it's very, <laughs> very confusing. And, and Heartbreak Hotel is a very strong female song. Ladies love Elvis. She got that from her mom. Uh, so she's a dental administrator. So huh. she works in a dentist's office, but she works in the uh, you know kind of the billing side of it. She's married, one kid. All right, Claire, what say you? All right, uh, Fitz, you and I are somewhat on the same wavelength. I think this is a younger, kind of trendier person. Fingers on the pulse. Imagine Dragons. Uh, very into Blake because of the voice, and now really into Blake's music. And of course, Elvis, a classic. Probably watched the Ken Burns country music and is now discovering Elvis. Sounds like you're calling him a hipster, kind of in uh, a way. Yeah, except it's a female. Okay. Oh, interesting. I think it's a female. Yeah. Okay. She's 33. Ooh, uh, right she on. drives a mini, the large one, the countryman, okay. right? Because she's trendy, but she's also practical. And she can afford <laughs> that car because she works in logistics for Amazon. Uh, she can also afford it because she's not married and has no kids. Interesting. Right or the youngin'. Like I'd, like, I'd like to dissect your profile, please. Well, I'm telling you guys, 
This guy is very transparent in his music choices. He's a male. He's 36 years old. He's driving a Chevy Equinox, and he is a hotel manager. And what wow. makes you think that? Uh, Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> very good point. There you but are. here's the reason. Basing his profession off the song titles. <laughs> but here's the reason. Here's the reason. He's married with three boys at home. That's huh. why the Heartbreak Hotel. He's working at the the hotel. Breaks his heart. He doesn't get to see his three boys mm. get grown up. And then he's got I, Magic Dragons not, is in there not somehow. Feeling it, not feeling that at all. <laughs> all right. Well, not. you'll feel it when I win again. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. The big reveal. Playlist profiling is next. Fitch happens live. Real funny. Touch my radio, no. The Fitch Show. Welcome back to the show. Right in the middle of playlist profiling. If you're just tuning in, we have a mystery caller on the phone. We do not know anything about them. All we know is three songs from their personal playlist. And uh, we're going to try to profile this individual from those three songs. Uh, let me give you the songs one more time as we are making our profiles. Well, since my baby left me, well, I found a new place to dwell. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the moment we've all been waiting for as we meet our mystery caller now. Mystery caller, are you a male or a female? Female. Oh, yeah! yeah! Gosh! <laughs> this is ridiculous. I know. Dang! Mystery caller. <laughs> <laughs> mystery caller, how old are you? I am 41 years young. Okay. okay. 41. That's a good age, mystery caller. Yes. Uh, what do you drive? A Ford F-350. Dang. Oh, wow. Big I truck. Really miss that. What is your profession? <laughs> I am a stay-at-home. I take care of a nine-year-old, a baby, my hubby, and my father. Wow. Wow. Okay, so uh, so you're married, obviously, and how many children? Two. Two children. Okay, we're going to do our calculations and tabulations. We're going to figure out who came closest, if anyone, to profiling <laughs> you. One moment, please. All right. Okay, Drew, uh, what's, what's it looking like? Talk to me. Certainly, I did well here. Well, <laughs> Fitz, certainly, you did not do well. You got zero. You were the only one to not find a single thing about this person. <laughs> oh, that Claire hurts. found a single thing about this person that is a female. Yeah. Ryder found a single thing about this person that she is married. And once again, I don't know what's going on. I'm the only person with two. I got female and married, so I guess I win the game. <laughs> oh. Yes. Wow. All right. So interesting. Okay, um, what is your name? Victoria. Victoria, does it feel weird to be profiled? I watch Criminal Minds a lot, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can get away with murder with this crowd. Oh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> this happens. Live. Let's get to some good stuff, you guys. Yeah, man, that's the good stuff. I do the good stuff because good feels good, and God knows we need some good in the world, you know? Who's your role model? It could be anyone. Uh, somebody in your family, somebody that really inspired you when you were younger. But if I'm just going to ask, just throw out who's your role model, who who pops up? My sister. Cool. My big sister. Your big sister? Yeah. Is that the lawyer? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. But she's just she's just got it together in, yeah. every, in every way every way possible. Yeah. yeah. And she's, yeah, she's my role model. 
For me, it's my dad, the GBB, Green Bray Bob, you know, and I'm sure he knows it, but he's just, you know, he's he's a guy who I've watched him, you know, through life not put up with crap. <laughs> and maybe that's my problem. <laughs> you know, um, but he's always, as, as a dad, he has always been there for me when I uh, have needed him no matter what. No matter what. What about you guys? You want to throw out a role model? I, this is going to sound weird, but one of my friend's dad. Yeah, was a role model mm. of mine because this guy was so smart and he was so accomplished, but on his own, like bootstrapped himself. Uh, he was a fireman in the Seattle Fire Department, a self-motivator, self-motivator. Yeah. He started buying just little rundown houses with all that free time he had and restoring them and rebuilding them and hmm. renting them and buying another one. And by the time I was around, he was like a real estate mogul and he had all this and he was still a, a station chief. Mm. And the guy, wow. he just had answers. He was super intelligent and mm. uh, yeah, passed some go. wisdom. Passed a lot of wisdom. Right of the youngin. I, you know what? It's it's weird. I jump around on role models. I have I've grown up with a lot in my life, whether it be like my brothers, my uh, my dad. I mean, you guys are role models to me. Oh, you're so you're oh, I'm you're sorry. A, you are sweet. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, even you, Drew. You you teach me even a lot. You. <laughs> <laughs> even you, Drew. Even you. <laughs> Claire teaches me a lot. You teach me a lot. Fitz Shade even teaches me a bunch. But yeah. Drew's Drew's even and out. He's plateauing. I really appreciate him. <laughs> well, check this out. A brand new survey asked people who the number one role model in their life has been. And the top two answers were mom and dad. Isn't that interesting? Mom and dad. It's yours? No. I mother said she found it in your closet. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, all right? I learned it by watching you. <laughs> I remember that commercial. Remember that song by Rodney Atkins? I've been watching you, you now. Oh, ain't yeah. that true? Right. I'm a buckaroo. I want to be like you. That is true. Yep. Yeah. I'm telling you, when your kids go to school, one of them, you know, say a little dirty word. First thing those teachers think about, oh, yep. they learn oh, it from mom or daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I always say they learned it from their mama. Yep. That is the good stuff. Yeah, man, that's the good stuff. The Fit Show. F-I-T with the Z. Fits happens. Live. 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 Welcome to Make Up or Break Up with Fitz. Should they make up or break up? I want to welcome to the show Nikki, ladies and gentlemen. Woo. What's up, Hi, Nikki? How's everyone doing? How are you doing? I'm okay. Thank you so much for chatting with me on Facebook. I, you know, while we do these and we set up the the makeup or breakups and we get to know our couples, I really feel like I get to know you. And Nikki, I understand that you got a little situation with your boyfriend's mama, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Go ahead. So every year we we usually alternate um, going to each other's. Uh, parents' house for Thanksgiving. Okay. And this year, it is his year to for us to be with his family. But um, I really, really kind of dislike his mom. We, we've been together for seven years now, and um, every single year that we've been there, every time I've been around her, she's extremely judgmental and rude. Um, she finds, like, very backhanded ways of reminding me that I didn't go to college um, or that I'm like wearing too much makeup. Um, just she's just she's kind of passive aggressive. Sometimes just aggressive. Is this one um, of those situations where maybe she <laughs> likes uh, the girl that her son was with previously? Is there something? I mean, does does she not like the fact that he's with you? Does does she wish he was with someone else? 
Yeah, it's interesting you say that because his ex was sort of not the polar opposite of me, but she was very much a lot more of what his mom wanted. Mm -hmm. He actually told me that when they broke up, um, he told her while she was making dinner and she started to like (laughs) take a knife to the lettuce she was chopping for salad and just like angrily start chopping it up. Um, So I think she was like, yeah, like really kind of connected with this past girl. And I don't think that she's really forgiven him for breaking up with her. Have you Um, have you had the chance to go to your boyfriend's mother and say, what is your issue with me? I love your son. We've been together, you know, six, seven years. What's the problem here? Why can't we get along? I just don't like confrontation. And I I've definitely had those opportunities. I just choose not to walk head into it because she's the kind of person that's um there she's a very straight shooter extremely opinionated and i i just kind of feel like if we had that standoff that she would just like ring me <laughs> and and uh, nikki i don't want to make you uncomfortable but you did mention in the facebook message do you mind if i bring up what she refers to you as occasionally is that okay with you no it's okay uh the mother calls her a the the dirty bee Ooh. Oh, come That's on. Not, okay. not to her the face. Mother? To your face, or you just heard that she called you this? No, behind my back, but to him. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay, uh, we'd love to hear from you right now. Should they make up or break up? We're going to take a, a few more notes. I'm going to get some more details, and we will be back with Andrew's side of the story next on Make Up or Break Up. This is The Fit Show. It happens live. We are right in the middle of makeup or breakup. Hello, Nikki. We hey, got, you guys. We got a situation with your boyfriend's mama. If we're just being honest here, she doesn't like you, uh, right? Um, and and your boyfriend is wanting you to go to Thanksgiving this year and be around his mom, who has repeatedly in the past referred to you as the you know the dirty bee. Uh, and also, you said she makes fun of you because you don't have your 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 degree. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Do you mind if I get him on right now? Uh, yeah, please do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Andrew. What's up, man? Welcome to Make Up or Break Up. Hey, thanks, guys. So I know you've been hearing all this. Um, do, do you agree that your mom just doesn't like Nikki? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a strong way to put it. But, yeah, I, I mean, they don't get along the greatest, um, to put it nicely, I guess. Uh, yeah. Where's all the hate come from? I mean, you, you guys kind of were referencing it um, that, you know, my my mom really connected with my last girlfriend. But, I mean, you know, that was right out of high school. You know, I was, we were, we were kids and, and, and then I, there was a, there was a time in between my last girlfriend and Nikki. So I, it, you know, that I, I kept telling my mom, like, look, it's over. That was, a kid's relationship. This is a grown relationship. But yeah, my yeah, my my mom doesn't necessarily uh, have great love for Nikki. So Andrew, when your mom has referred to your girlfriend yeah. as a dirty B, what's yeah. been your response? I mean, because I'll be honest, none of this is ever going to change unless you stand up mm-hmm. to your mother. Yeah. If, if Nikki's the one that you want to spend your life with. Yeah, it's, that's true. I mean, I, I, I do. I say, like, <laughs> I tell them both separately. They're the two most important 
females in my life, and I need them to get along. I need them to get it together. And it's not in you know for Nikki's part, it's not her fault. My my it's mostly coming from my mother. My mother's super direct. She doesn't mince words. She she says what she thinks, and what she thinks is not always uh, the most uh, appropriate, frankly. So I mean, I've spoken to her privately about it. You know, I've talked to my dad to say, "Can you help me out here?" <laughs> He's probably afraid of your mom too, you. right? <laughs> What's that? He's probably afraid of your mom too. Yeah, Nikki, is I your mean, well. As you're hearing Andrew say all this, Nikki, uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, you, you don't want to go to Thanksgiving. You, you don't want anything to do with this. I don't. No, I, you know, Thanksgiving is supposed to be a happy time when you're around your family and, you know, sharing smiles and laughter. And it's just, it's not that. It's very uncomfortable. Andrew, don't, why don't you? You watch too much Hallmark. I mean, there's Thanksgiving is a thing that you just got to do once a year. I mean, I, you just but drink a at the end of the day, though. Fa- uh, you know, huh? I've had situations where there's been some drama in my family, and there is no reason to have anyone's Thanksgiving absolutely ruined because someone is uncomfortable. And Nikki's automatically going to be uncomfortable at your mom's house on Thanksgiving. That is not fair to Nikki and her Thanksgiving day. Why should she have to be forced to be uncomfortable on her Thanksgiving? I mean, Andrew, why don't you just go with Nikki to her family's Thanksgiving? And this has been going on for several we years already. You can year. do this the rest of your lives? Yeah. Something's got to get. Yeah, and my, you know, my family we, is always we, willing to, to have him. To, you know, to so have I'm him find common ground. That. Why don't you know? Why don't we get along with my dad? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. We're, we're, all right. Uh, we have such an amazing response with this. We have a lot of oh, yeah. phone calls text, coming in, text messages. Uh, <laughs> if you don't mind, I'm gonna put you on hold. And Nikki and Andrew, thank you so much for for your time and, and reaching out to us. I really appreciate that. All right, guys. Thank you. You're listening to the Fit Show. Fitz happens live. The Fit Show. Let's get some of these text messages real quick, Drew. Uh, well, there's a lot of heat coming down on Andrew. You know, it says, break up. If you plan to share a life together, you'll be in each other's lives forever. Uh, that's Rochelle. We have a lot of people saying Andrew needs to grow some stones and mm-hmm. stand up to his mom. Grow on some pork and beans. Woman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd say overall, uh, most people say this, is, uh, this isn't a problem with them, between the two of them. They seem like they maybe are okay. They just need to figure out this family dynamic. Tammy, should they make up or break up? What are your thoughts? Hi, Tammy, are you there? Oh, yeah, here, sorry. No, don't worry about it. Um, well, if he can't stick up for her, they're going to have to break up. I've been married for almost 30 years and have a super jealous uh, mother-in-law that I don't get along with the greatest. But I decided that my relationship with her doesn't matter enough to jeopardize my relationship with my husband. And a few years back, he... Um, stuck up to her, and I quietly stayed aside and let him do that, and things changed. Um, I don't have to be her best friend. He has to deal with, you know, her. We go to family events and stuff, but um, I follow his lead when it comes to his family. I don't make decisions. I go along. I smile. I'm happy, but it's not worth it for me to wreck my marriage. Did he, so uh, it's, whenever he took a stand, like, to his own mother, were you like, Wow. I absolutely was. It, it was very ugly for years. Like wow. she didn't. Yeah, it was. It was ugly because he said, "You will not talk to my wife like this." Mm. 
And it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, and it was a turning point for sure. And I know not everyone can do that, and that was 20 years in, you know, so it was amazing. But I have a sister-in-law that is no longer married to the other brother that didn't do the same. Oh, oh wow. Sometimes, guys, you got to you gotta <laughs> stand up to your mama. So that mom, that mom was yeah. hardcore. It wasn't yeah. just you. It was anybody after yeah. her sons. He was wow. coming after both her sons. Hi, Larry, should they make up or break up? Well, I think they should uh, make up. I think that there's enough love there from what they say. But Andrew's got to, uh, you know, everyone loves their mother, but... He needs to take uh, Nikki's side, and just because she didn't go to college doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's what's in your heart, and you can't let your mother, you know, rule your life. That's right. You know what? She should say, I have a degree in love. I have a degree (laughs) in loving your son. (laughs) A PhD in loving your boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like the, the mother's a dirty bee, you know? <laughs> I'm going to check with uh, Kirsten. What's up, Kirsten? Should they make up or break up here? I don't think it's necessarily if they should make up or break up, but if they should make up or break up with his mom, because it sounds like <laughs> his mom's the one with the issue. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she likes so, his ex. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not up for her to decide if their relationship's good enough. They should be able to decide that they're strong enough together and they both have to stand up to his mom and decide if their relationship's worth it or not. Thank you so much for some great advice. Mom, I love you, but it's just not working out. Yeah. <laughs> Our listeners are the best when it comes to this. Uh, with makeup or breakup, especially at five minute heroes. You know why? Because they live it. Yeah. You know, our listeners live this stuff every single day. Fitz happens live. This is the Fit Show. Fitz happens live. Welcome to Friday. It's feeling it Friday, folks. Feeling it Friday. Ho- hopefully you are feeling it. Man, I needed this weekend. I think I needed this weekend more than I needed other weekends. Uh, there's Drew and Claire, right at the youngin, right over there. And you do know that the uh, holiday coffee cups have arrived at Starbucks. There's four different uh, four different styles. They're cute. I think so too, but already on social media, you know, people are complaining about them. Why? Uh, really? uh, some say they're not Christmassy enough, and the people and the other side says they're too Christmassy. Th- this is know? a case of that term that I love to use. I borrowed it from someone else, but recreational outrage. That nobody is really upset about this. That this is outrage for the purpose of having outrage. It's so that you have something to write on Twitter to complain about. Right. No one's actually. This did not ruin anyone's day. This did not change anyone's day from good to bad. This did not upset anybody. It did not ruin your coffee experience. You just well, want something to complain about. And it's recreational really, outrage. And if it really is a big problem for you... Then you're the problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of disagree with one part of it. You know, one of the cops says, Merry Coffee. What's wrong with that? Because it's Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, they're just Thank having you, fun. That, it, that's have, called have, play. Have, That's fun. Having fun at whose expense, Drew? So you're, you're saying the word Merry can never be attached to anything other than Christmas? Uh, I'm saying the word. What? I'm saying it's Merry Christmas, the reason for what the season. Gonna, that's what is, that's you, about. Coffee but, can be Merry. Uh, being Merry is a state. But you're going to be like, Merry Birthday, Merry Halloween. Being Merry ain't a state because you, you don't walk around saying Merry Easter, yeah. Merry Birthday. It's Merry it's Christmas. Christmas, and there's only one reason have for the season. The word merriment? Merriment yeah. is just being happy. It's When's being the last married. time you've said merriment? Well, it's not a commonly used word anymore. It's not in our, our <laughs> exactly. everyday vernacular, exactly. but it is a word in the English language that means happiness. Have you ever looked mm. at someone and said Merry Christmas? Yes. I know it's got that word in it, Christmas. I say Merry Christmas all the time. Why? Yeah. Why do you say it? Because it's do something you... we say to celebrate the season. What season? Christmas. The Christmas season. And you can't have Christmas without what? 
presents and a tree and, and oh. light see, and see, celebration see, 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 and see, family see, and food. See, and, there you go. That's why there's the other half of people who get upset with Mary Coffee. Mm. Well, no, the, they get upset because they have a problem. They have a problem <gasps> with being upset. Oh. Oh. Yeah, they have a problem with being upset. We that have is the their, problem. That is their crutch, is that they want to be upset about something. No, Mary I Coffee wasn't didn't upset anyone's day. Seeing Mary Coffee on a cup didn't didn't uh, remove yes, did. the- I'm, My mom, Mama Fitz, yeah. she wants Merry Christmas on that cup, Drew. I'm, she doesn't want Merry Coffee. She wants Merry Christmas. Okay, she well, wants how, to walk into the Walmart, and she wants to have that people greet her out front, why say, yeah. Merry Christmas. Why okay. can't they just put- Not the Happy Holidays. Okay. They can't just put "Be Mary" on the cup and not even like try to. Because I mean, mm, no, it seems like a stab. To the rules that doesn't count. Well, no, because it seems like a stab at Christmas when you go "Merry Coffee." But if you say "Be Mary," is, is I mean, is that not fair? Yeah. How, how about a thought? How about you just don't go to that store and buy that coffee? Yeah. Hey, you know what, Claire? I think I think you're the ultimate decider here because you are. You are. Because because Claire gets to look at it from the outside in, right? Be- Claire is Jewish. I am. So you get like a whole bunch of days of gifts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So how do we settle this Merry Coffee argument? <laughs> I I love when people wish me Merry Christmas. I enjoy wishing it to others. I have no issue with that. But I also, Merry Coffee, as long as it's got a latte in it, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Fitz Happens Live. Straight out of country. So check this out. Little Big Town's Jimmy Westbrook and Karen Fairchild, they didn't become a couple until like seven years after uh, Little Big Town had already formed, right? Really? Yeah. And, you know, they were really worried about it. They were worried, how is this going to affect the band? How is this going to affect LBT? Because um, I guess it gets weird when, when you bring, you know, your, my gosh, uh, spouse into like a work-related environment. I'm sure things can get weird. Well, well imagine Fle- uh, Fleetwood Mac took that all the way to the bank. Yeah, and then they took it all the way to divorce court a bunch of times. And then back to the bank. Yeah, back to the bank. But if you think about it, a, a band like that, a group is is kind of like a team. And once people start siding up on the teams, yeah. you kind of have to go with your spouse now, and it's going right. to really change that dynamic. So I wanted to get to the bottom of it. Uh, uh, here's a little big town on the dynamic of you know two members on the uh, in the band being married. We approach, we're like, are we really going to do this? There's a lot of layers to that when you're in a band together. It was important for us to not make them feel like it was ever like a couple against, you know, you don't want that dynamic to change. So you have to think about all those things. I think the thing that we figured out is like we just keep these relationships the same. We, We still function in the band like we always have. I was happy. I was like, when happiness is there for you to go get, you must seize the day. And that's what I was like. Go get her, man. Go get your girl. Oh, that's cool. That is very cool. I mean, they could, they could have said, you know what? Let's kick her out. <laughs> so, so, somebody has to go. Yeah. Don't take that ring. Don't You take that ring, you're out of the band. I'm really happy for you. Oh, by the way, she's out of the band. Yeah. Yeah. Who are some other people in country music, you know, that have uh, gotten married? Well, there's... Well, not in the same band, but let's just talk about country couples who have what gotten married. What about George Jones? What? What about George? 
Well, back in the day, George and uh, um, George and Tammy, Tammy, yeah, Tammy that, there that was that. George and Tammy did not work, not work well for them at all. Again, great uh, music. Are we, are that was a so very big, volatile relationship. Terribly volatile. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we're missing a really big Johnny one. and June. Uh-huh. Johnny and June. Uh, of course, Garth, Garth and Brooks. Trisha. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Well, Johnny and June. Before Garth and Trisha, there was Garth and Sandy. Right, that's true. but that's true. Garth and Trisha aren't a band. Right, right, right. And Johnny and June, they weren't really a band. They weren't really a band either. They performed together a lot, but it was it was Johnny Cash. You're talking about the dynamics of multiple people. And what happens I'm just talking about, yeah, yeah, how hard it is, like in the industry. For maybe that's why a lot of country artists end up being together because yeah. you know they they've all been there. They know what the industry is about. They yeah. know what it's like. Tim and Faith. Well, I mean, yeah, you're uh-huh. married and to somebody that yeah my, understands my, your industry. That's right. Uh, I mean, that's how I met my wife Bethany, the mouth from the south. She's a radio girl, and, and I met her doing radio in Dallas, and it's really helped along the way for her to. Like, no, some of the things that I have to do with this job and why mm-hmm. I have to do them and, you know, crazy hours, getting up early in the morning. Yeah. And so I guess it helps when somebody is in your field. Yeah. You know. Really gets it. Yeah. Um, but I wonder, would you get bored, you know, singing with them every single night or? <laughs> I, I think the songs might lose their meaning. You sang them, looked the person in the face on stage and sang that song to them a thousand times. Yeah. You, <laughs> you're just saying words now. Do you're you sticking th- to the rhythm. Uh, that's interesting. You may have know, written man. it with this like passion when you wrote it and first performed it. Like oh, I'm going to sing this to her right in her eyes, and yeah, she's going to melt. Yeah, uh, you watch Bradley and Gaga on the Oscars, and you come back and tell me that. Yeah, <laughs> watch them in 20 years. Yeah, though. check That's back right. in 20 years. That's right. Watch them phone it in. Yep. It happens live. It happens live. Everybody knows Jimmy Dean, right? Jimmy Dean sausage. Yeah, I grew up on Jimmy Dean sausage. Well, Jimmy Dean is uh, giving out some weird sausage-themed stuff for the holidays. I thought it was interesting. Like uh, sausage-flavored candy canes. See, I'm actually into that. Sausage-flavored lip balm. Mm. Sausage-scented wrapping paper. Oh, I would do that one in a heartbeat. But apparently, I think to get them, you just have to cook something that includes Jimmy Dean sausage and upload a photo of it at jimmydeangiftexchange.com. You know, with that... That reminds me of a of a famous customer service voicemail years ago. There, there was this man. I think he's I think he was from the state of Texas. He loved Jimmy Dean so much. Jimmy Dean changed something with the amount of sausage that they put in a package, and he called the Jimmy Dean customer service hotline. Have you heard this? No. This is going to mind. This is mind blown. Mm-hmm. This is one of those moments where you're like, "Where was I driving when I heard this?" A real person. This is a real person mm-hmm. calling the Jimmy Dean customer service hotline. Go ahead. I don't know where you people come from. I don't know if you test your products, your quantity of your products. Your products are very delicious. Love your sausage for 30-something years, but I can't take and feed a family of five on a little 12-ounce roll of sausage. I don't mind paying you more money for your 16-ounce roll of sausage, but you don't have it anymore. You've got a 12-ounce roll, and you've got three men that weigh over 200 pounds apiece, a woman that's a little plump, Scotch girl and a daughter who's 13, and you're going to try to take a 12-ounce roll of sausage and a couple of dozen eggs and feed that, it ain't going to work, and I'm not going to. Wow! <laughs> little girl, she's a little plump. A little plump. How am I supposed to feed a family? How many? A family of how many? Right. Jeez, it sounds like on, about seven. On 12 ounces. You, so what was the big, why did they stop making the 16? Did, and, and did this change things? God, you hope it did. You know, one of those marketing research things yeah. that said, you know, we can charge this much for a 12 ounce and it's slightly more profitable. We'll sell 2% more over a year. Yeah. 
Does he know he could buy two of them and keep some in the freezer for probably the next not, week? Probably not. Probably oh, not. He I says heard. it in, in the extended version that he says, <laughs> "I'm not going to buy two. Version. He's a good old, <laughs> he's a good old Southern man, and you know they don't right. like they don't like their their habit, their daily habit right. change, and they yeah. like their women a little plump. They like a little plump, little thick, plump women. Yeah. With with that, yeah. yeah. I think that this guy needs a call from the people at uh, Idaho Potatoes. Yes. <laughs> they can fill they can fill that void. The Fit Show. And now, and now, it's time for your Why Are You Kidding Me? Stories of the Day. Oh, yes, folks. Here we are. Good to be here. Uh, I'm always, always open to receiving your What Are You Kidding Me? stories. Just go to Facebook, search Follow Fits, send me a message. I'm going to take you out of Oregon. I'm not horsing around. There's a town in Oregon. They are planning to vote on an ordinance that would require horses to wear diapers in public places. <laughs> wow. Brought to you by the good people at Huggies. This bill sponsored by Huggies. They want to make giant diapers. What, what do we call the horse diapers? Ooh. Let us know. Name for the horse diapers. Uh, P1's a good name for the horse diapers. But they already mm. wear like a boot yeah, catcher thing. Not in public places. Bunch of horses walking around in diapers. Just can't do it. Well, yeah, but if, if you see a police horse in the yeah. city, yeah. they've always got the little bag well, behind yeah, them. They, they don't my, always. Okay, here's they, take, my, they just take a big old duke on the street. Here's no, my question. <laughs> Who's yeah, changing do. the diaper? Oh. Somebody's got to do it. Exactly. Yeah, somebody's got to do it. It's a good job. That's a who. I don't think so. <laughs> the change is being proposed because there's concern about horse manure getting into the storm drain. If it passes, no pun intended, <laughs> horses wouldn't be allowed in city parks, parking lots, public roads, or beaches. It would also require for horses out and about, it would need to wear a diaper or have a bucket to catch its waist. Anti-horse legislation. Dude, yeah. it is a rite of passage on an Oregon beach to step in horse dookie. If you have not, if you have not had your dog roll in horse dookie on the Amen. Oregon yep. coast, you or have not po- lived. Or duck poop or bear poop. All mm-hmm. of it. All yep. of it. Uh-huh. Yep. All right, let's go to page two. <laughs> I'm going to take you out of England. A little parental advisory here. I mean, this is a family show first and foremost, and I'll, I'll, I'll always keep it clean. But this is titled, Put a Ring on It. This could be one of the most bizarre, what are you kidding me, stories I've ever told. That's saying something. There's a man in England who just got a vasectomy. And uh, and then had a, a ring made out of his... You know, stuff that makes babies and stuff. Oh, okay. Like solidified, Wait. made a ring out of it. And you mean like pl- the part, the guts parts? No, the no, 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 the, the, you know, the, stuff, okay? The output. And Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And it was solidified into a, a ring as it, it, it dried up, and he is uh, planning to give it to his wife for Christmas. Oh, a she- ring. How sweet. Let freedom ring. Does she want? Does so she know? Is he does planning she on being single in the new year? Right. <laughs> because I don't know if that's a you don't know kind of gift who... most ladies have on the top of their oh, Christmas no. wish list. You don't think that a woman would wear that and just love it? Like this ring is so very special to me. I wanted to give you a piece of me. Piece really, of... Drew? Well, I'm... you know what you, you could do is there. take it to one of those banks and break it into little pieces and sell it off. Yeah. For people who need. Interesting. Well, I. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. You... <laughs> Don't they have a name oh for those God. rings, by the way? 
And there you go. You got the... What, what are you, you kidding, kidding me? Stories of the day. This is The Fit Show. Fitch happens live. The good. The bad. And the gossip. These are The Fitch Files. James Dean was one of the hottest actors of all time, and he died at his peak in a terrible car crash in 1962. And he's just been cast in a new movie about the Vietnam War, which what? happened after he died. The movie is called Finding Jack. The producers say they searched high and low for every actor in Hollywood, and James Dean was the best actor for the job. He will wow. appear via full-body CGI and archival footage, and another actor will do his voice. This is just weird. How does the family of James Dean feel about They're this? They're fine. They took the check. Yeah, they got they, permission they got from his family. Out. They feel like it's payday. Yep. The uh, problem is other actors. Chris Evans, Elijah Wood, several actors are voicing are just, it's wrong. Now, for, for two reasons. Number one, you are taking a job away from someone who's alive. But number two, you're assuming he'd want this role, right? Yeah. You can't speak for somebody who's dead. That's terrible. But if he's gone and his family says you could do it, I know it. They you can know, do it. They own his image. Yeah. So, so he passed away in sixty-two. In the, I yeah, sixty-two. Think. Yeah. This must be like his grandchildren collecting the money Better, or something. It must to be. be. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know they had any kids. It must be someone it's else. It's probably his up, nieces and nephews. I just think uh, enough with the people who passed away. Like you know, let's let let them go to let, let them rest. Yeah. Yes. Enough with that freaky hologram stuff. Like apparently right? Whitney Houston's about to go on tour and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's funny <laughs> that they said there's nobody else that could possibly do. This role of a Vietnam person yeah. in, during the war. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Chris Evans would actually probably be perfect. There's a million actors <laughs> well, that Plus, would be how perfect. do we know he could do it? He wasn't right. alive then. Yeah, yeah, right? Well, speaking of someone else who might be looking for a job, someday, I'm not saying soon, but the president is apparently lining up his next gig for whenever he is done leading the country. Sources say President Trump and apprentice creator Mark Burnett are so close friends, they speak often, and they sometimes pitch each other ideas for after Trump leaves the White House. Including, and I'm not making this up, a program called The Apprentice, The White House, <laughs> where he will apparently bring his skills as a leader and kingmaker and decide who would or would not be appropriate to work for our country. All right. When's that start? Uh, it's still it, it's still in the <laughs> talking the phase. I, I, I think there could be. Honored? Is that why you're asking? No, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, of course I'd love to try to I'm be on it. I'm thinking people are watching is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking yeah. Mark, and Mark Burnett is up there with James Dean's family going ka-ching. I also wonder, though, Claire, how many like cameras have really uh-huh. been rolling, let's say, these past three, four years. Oh, a million. Like, what reality show are we going to see after all this is done? Like, mm. You know what I mean? I, uh, I've always I been wondering that's that. Even, I've wondered that, oh. too. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I don't that. know if they can because of security concerns. I don't think they can be rolling tape. Well, also, yeah. you know, remember what happened with Nixon rolling tape all the time. So it may not be, be it may not have been in his best interest. Roll but, the tape! However, mm. I agree with you. I think there are probably parts of the president's life that he is documenting for something like this. Yeah. And that would, that would be all right. Uh, and HBO has a great idea for college students or anybody else who lives with a bunch of roommates. They are giving away giant cardboard boxes called the HBO box so that you can sit inside them and not be bothered by other people wanting to see what you're streaming. The HBO box is black. It has holes so you can breathe. And it has a shelf to hold your streaming device. So we're we're hiding in our homes now, but now we're going to be inside of our homes with boxes over our heads. That's right. Oh my God. This is weird because 
South Park did this. Uh-huh. Like, what do you mean? I did the Buddha this box. when my parents got a new refrigerator I when know. I was six years old. <laughs> Everyone did this. They called this the Buddha box where you would put it on. That way you could be on your phone. Nobody and have your little you. privacy. That's so weird. What's wrong with going to your room or your bedroom? Well, they're saying you got to put a box kids. over your head. College in a dorm room, you got like, the kid next door to you. Yeah. Right. You've got like nine people in a room. There you go. You've got the good, the bad, and the gossip. You've got the Fitz Files. Fitz happens live. live. You're listening to The Fitz Show. Fitz happens live. All right, what's up? Welcome to the Fitz Show. And uh, Drew is here, Claire and Ryder the Youngin, getting ready to chat about some movies coming out this weekend. We do it every Friday with Ticket or Skip It. How many movies we got this weekend? Four movies. We're into the season. Okay, movie number one. Dr. Sleep. Interesting title. This is the follow-up to The Shining many, many, many years later. And yes, this was written by Stephen King, just like The Shining. Kind of surprising. This is Hollywood saying we don't know how to create new movies, so we're just going to get old movies and, and do sequels. Well, that's what this is. It's a Stephen King sequel, so I I, I can get behind it. It's really good. It is so, so good. Uh, I'm not going to say it's as good as the original Shining, but it's one of the best movies I've seen in the world. Can I ask you something? This yeah. is this is my big thing. Is this an actual book? Is Dr. Sleep a book, or is this just it something is. that he's continued off of The Shining? This is its actual, it's its own book, okay. and it is a continuation of The, of okay. the Shining. It's is the little uh, red rum, red rum kid in it? Yeah, so Danny oh. Torrance, now Dan, adult Dan Torrance, Dan. Uh, is living a life, you know, he's kind of tortured by his past, by the crazy events that happened to him, uh, and the, the fact that he carries The Shining with him. You know, he can right. do all that stuff, hear the thoughts, all that stuff. What about uh, Jack Nicholson? Is he in it? No, he died in the first round. Oh, Jack did not make it. They should have brought Jack him back. You should have brought him back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, name of the movie. Dr. Sleep. Ticket or skip it? Ticket. Movie number two. So good. Uh, Last Christmas, your first real big rom-com Christmas movie. Fitz, you're going to love this because it stars Amelia Clark, the <gasps> Mother of Dragons. Mother of oh, my God, the Mother of Dragons. Yes. And she's she's doing rom-coms now. Well, she's done a few with yeah, mixed success, but this one she plays a woman who's kind of burned out on the whole thing. She's burned out on the spirit. She doesn't have it. But she takes a job as a Christmas elf She's, at a department oh, store. Great. Wait, is oh, this a sure. Hallmark movie? It feels very Hallmark, That's but what I it's thought, good. Claire. It's good. You guys will love it. You know what? I mean, I just don't know if I see the Mother of Dragons just, you know, decided to work as an elf at a retail you, store. You've got to put Mother of Dragons behind you. This Who plays Amelia the man? Clark? Not yeah. that it matters. The man? Uh, yeah. It's a guy you're not really going to know. Cal Drago. That's, that's kind of what I thought. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not <laughs> a guy Drago. you'll recognize in American audiences. Yeah, all right. My son and moon. Yeah, it's one you of those movies. Stars. You are my sun and stars. Is this like <laughs> How to Lose a Guy in Ten Elves or something? <laughs> it's directed by Paul Feig. He makes really great stuff. All right, All right name yeah. of the movie. Last Christmas. Take it or skip it. Take it. Movie number three. Midway. This I was so excited for this. I love good old-fashioned World War II you know, action pieces. What I found interesting about this is that it's basically a Chinese movie. And I didn't know that going into it. It's a Chinese production. So they take this this Battle of Midway, which is one of the most pivotal battles uh, for America in World War II, is where we turn the tide. Why are they telling our story? That's interesting, because Chinese uh, film studios are making a lot of money now. They're putting a lot of money out. So because it's a Chinese studio telling the story of the Americans versus the Japanese, which China has been at different times in history at war with both of us. I was going to say. Really? Well, yeah. there's a pretty big trade war going on right now, Right too. now, we're at war with them. Back then, Japan was at war with them. And right. they were not friends. So uh, it's very interesting to see their third-party take on this. It's not like a superhero go America movie, yeah. but it's not anti-American either. It's it's really at the end you almost feel like it's a little bit anti-war. Like it's like this is so futile. Is it in English? Thing. Is it's, it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all English actors. <laughs> okay. It's all in English. Yeah. Well, you it, hope it is. It's a bunch of names. It's well, got guys it like a Chinese movie. I thought maybe yeah. it was a Mandarin. Woody Harrelson, <laughs> Patrick Wilson. Oh, it's like Kung Fu Hustle. No. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not I like wish. that. Okay. Name of the movie. Midway. 
Ticket or skip it? Ticket. And our final movie. Playing with Fire. This is the one you're going to be harassed to take the kids to. John Cena, Judy Greer, oh, right. uh, Keegan-Michael Key. Fireman. It's a fireman movie, yeah. and I look. Maybe I've lost my ability to see a movie from childlike eyes because yeah, this you is know ridiculous. what? I've gotten a lot of complaints about that with you. You know, you're always dissing any movie that involves family movies, no. or whatever, and those are always the number one movies every single time. When the animated movies you're are always good, wrong on those. I love. Look, that Arctic Dogs junk that came out a couple weeks ago. My kids are going to love. The, failed my, in the box office. They're going to love Arctic Dog. It failed in the box office. I told you. It's no, it not did not. The it's coming out this weekend. No, it came out last week and it was terrible. You don't know Arctic Dog. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> Playing yeah. With Fire, likewise terrible. Your little ones will probably laugh at it, but as the adults, your eyes are going to roll so hard they're going to yeah. pop out of your head. All right, name of the movie. Playing With Fire. Ticket or skip it? Skip it. You get one pick of the week. What is it? Really? Doctor Sleep's the best movie of the week. That will not win the box office. It will not. It could. Doctor Sleep will not win the box office. I'm just saying it's the best movie. I'm not picking box yeah. office. I'm picking I know, the but best now movie. you're getting too critic-y. But I just no, want you to tell us about the best movie. movie. But Obi-Wan Kenobi is in it. Don't be a critic. Tell us about the best movies. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, when we started this with Drew, when we started sending him to the free movies, I said, I don't want you to become the movie critic. I want you to tell us what the movie's about, if it's good or not, take it or skip it. And now I'm sitting here watching him evolve into this, like he, he'll start talking about the streamlined story arc and stuff. I'm like, nobody I wants to hear that. about the story arc. I just said, what's tell the best movie? Tell us what the movie's about and You're, if it's good. You wanted to know whether it's worth dropping 50 yeah. bucks on or not. That's correct. Right. That's yeah. it. Okay. And Playing With Fire is not worth that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. You're welcome. <laughs> Follow Drew on his Instagram at Critical Drew. And when it comes to movies, always do Drew. <laughs> it's the Fit Show. Oh yeah. yeah. Welcome to Friday. And what have we learned today for Friday, November 8th, 2019? All right, let's let's sum it up. What did we pick up today? Here's what I learned from the show. I learned that Drew does not care that the Starbucks coffee cups say Merry Coffee. He doesn't care that Christmas isn't on it. Nope. I I think it's ridiculous to care about something as dumb as what they write on a coffee cup. Well, I think if you don't like it, don't go to that store. That's you, though, Drew. What about about America? Okay. Who feels differently than you? Well, not all of America. That's the great thing about America is everyone has the right to their own opinion. And they, they don't no. really have the right to enforce their opinion no. on when others. it comes to what's on our coffee cup, they yes, don't. Yes, they do. They, they vote with their okay. wallet. In that case, okay. if you don't like it, don't yeah. buy there. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Drew, what have we learned today? Well, I learned, it's kind of the season for it, I learned that I will never tire of the Jimmy Dean sausage complaint call. I can hear that every day. It's funny every time. Yeah. Hey, Claire, what's up? Did you pick up anything today? I did. I learned that the next time I finally get my hands on a Popeye's chicken sandwich, I'm going to throw myself a spectacular (laughs) formal candlelight dinner. Yeah. Actually, now with those things, you should probably try to sell it on eBay or Craigslist. (laughs) Also a good idea. Throw your spot in line. I wonder how much money we could make off of like a (laughs) seven-day... You know, chicken sandwich and sell it. You Just know. throw them in the freezer. It'll be perfectly fine for another hundred yeah. years. What you got to do is wait till the next time the chicken sandwich market crashes, exactly. and then you've got them all. Totally. All right, right of the youngin. What's up, man? Uh, today on the show, I learned that it doesn't matter how dead you are. If Hollywood thinks you're the perfect fit for a movie, they're going to dig you up anyways. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it's really anything to save money, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. James Dean, they're, bring, I, they're doing it all for the hype. Yeah, oh, watch yeah. James stunt. Dean. He's not even alive. It's old footage. I mean, it's going to be weird. It's a stunt. Yeah, it's, it's all bad. stunt. Nothing's real anymore, except nope. us. Mm-hmm. That's right. Except us and those coffee cups. Yep. Only thing left that's real. I'm convinced of that. 
Mm. We're the only real thing out there. Mm-hmm. Amen. Now, quick, right. reset me for the next show. <laughs> <laughs> Where was your button? <laughs> yeah, it's time to hit reboot. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I need to reboot after this weekend. I'll tell you that. I want to go in a cave and just, you know what I mean? Like dark room and where all you could hear is like the water trickle off trickle the rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want, I get I that. Go, you want spelunking? Well, I want to go in a room like Sloth and Goonies. Remember that room yeah. he was in? Oh, yeah. He was tied to a chair in that room. That's oh, not man. cool. What I would give. <laughs> oh, no. The basement of an old burned down restaurant. <laughs> You've been family. around my house with my kids. Yeah, <laughs> that's sense. an upgrade. That sounds like paradise. The family's holding you hostage down there. Oh, yeah, but it's a quiet basement of a burned-out restaurant. <laughs> All right, have a great day, you guys, and uh, we'll see you Monday. My name's Fitz. I'm Drew. I'm Claire. I'm Ryder the Youngin. Think big, because you're thinking anyway. Who's better than you? Nobody! Go Cowboys. Well, that's the end of today's professional broadcast of The Fit Show. Did you miss some of the show today? No worries. For all things fits and to check out today's PAB, the podcast after the broadcast, just go to followfits.com.